How to keep things straight. Well, that's what we talk about here today on today's podcast with Stephen Eddy. Well, welcome to another podcast here with Stephen Eddy, and we are really glad that you have joined us today. Um, you know, the title of, of this last week's message was uh, Jesus can, can Straighten It Out. That was Bishop Lewis's yep. Uh, title of his uh, of his sermon on Sunday. Appreciate Sam and all he does uh, in coming on in and providing some work uh, of the word. And so uh, do appreciate that. We'll talk about that a little bit here in just a few seconds. But um, I am Steve Hollis, and across from me, on my uh, across from the desk here, is Eddie Hammond. And it's good to see you, buddy. I hope you're doing well today. Well, I'm yawning right now. So I know. I always I catch you at the times catch when... Catch me the... Yeah, it's after lunch. I think yeah, that's always the tough uh, part. <laughs> trying to get straightened out here, that's for sure. <laughs> well, it's good and to have you. that's what the message is about, actually. But. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, yeah. Uh, it, uh, it, it's it's good to have our pastor here in the house. It's uh, it's good to be with you folks, and I hope that you can get settled in. Maybe you're driving right now. Maybe you got a cup of coffee or a, a cup of tea, a uh, spot of tea, as they say in uh, the English UK area. But um, whatever this, whatever the case may it is, maybe you're even working out to the podcast here today, which is unique. Yeah. Just think about that, Pastor. Got somebody sure. we're, we're encouraging someone on the treadmill right now. I, I hope so. Come on, you can do it. That's right. Just one more mile. Just <laughs> pump that up to seven. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Uh, yeah, that's for sure. But uh, it's good. It's good to be with you, folks, and thanks for joining us here today. Got any? Uh, did Did your team win on Sunday? Did your team win the last well, Sunday? I kind of wanted the Bengals to win for some reason. I guess because. Sam, like Sam said, they're from the Midwest and whatever, but I was glad to see that quarterback win too. So yeah, yeah, Stafford. Yeah, Matthew Stafford. He uh, he had been itching for one for sure, and it was really neat. I I want to describe this, or I wanted to kind of mention this as we're talking about the Super Bowl. Um, it's kind of funny on podcasts and different shows. You can't really say the word sep- the the thing Super Bowl, so they say. The, the big football party or yeah. the, the SB, yeah. you know, and things like this. But I don't care about that business. I, at least I hope I don't care. <laughs> so, so anyway, uh, the testimonies um, that some of the, the ones that were given, man, how cool was it? Like um, Cooper Cup yeah. from the Los Angeles Rams, giving God the glory yeah. and, and sharing a testimony. Sure. And, and some of the others too, uh, just really allowing that to be uh, forthright. And how neat on such a big stage that the Lord is getting emphasized and highlighted. And so, man, how how great that is for sure. Um, yeah, I was I was kind of forty five percent Bengals and fifty five percent Rams. Yeah. Um, I'm an NFC kind of guy, um, just because I. Root for the Cowboys, yeah, and I'm just kind of I am too. land there. But man, it was it was tough to know who to root for this year, um, just because I'd never really been a fan of either. But um, anyway, it was good. It well, was, and I'm not into hip hop, so I didn't really enjoy the halftime show that much. But younger people just ranting and raving about it. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you're not not too much in the Snoop. 
No, you don't have to worry about finding any Snoop Doggy Dog songs on my phone or even the CDs that I still have in my car. You won't find any. Okay. All right. So I just wasn't into it. Yeah, all right. So I'm old. To each his own, right, no, I guess? That's right. Okay, okay. Well, it was uh, it was entertaining. Um, but it was interesting. As you talk about the game a little bit, there's no flags until about the fourth quarter. I was amazed at that. Right? My goodness, they hardly called any flags at all. Of course, which... I'm normally used to watching the Cowboys, so I see a lot of flags. <laughs> but... <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, but... And then, of course, the Bengals got, a, got away with one where he... He caught that pass and oh, grabbed I know. that guy's face mask. Right after they'd the, have brought that back. Right after halftime, man, oh man, they first scored play. on that. They scored on first it too. play. Yeah. yeah, that was wild. They got lucky on that. They boy, just... oh boy. Well, it it, it was uh, it was entertaining, that's for sure. Um, There's a couple of times that it was getting a little bit dry, so to speak, yeah. and uh, I kind of started getting sleepy eyed. But um, that's okay. I, I had some now. Let me just ask you, in the in the small little Super Bowl party that you were at, what was your what was your favorite uh, snack or dinner or, or or food item? Shrimp cocktail. Shrimp oh, yeah. cocktail. Yeah, it, it even it even trumped the meatballs that Diane made. I like meatballs. So well, we won't tell the little it. ones. Yeah. yeah, for sure. We didn't have any little hot dogs though, but well, we yeah. had uh, we had chili, and that chili uh, was really good. Um, Bailey made some uh, hot Hawaiian roll sliders. Well, I, we had some of those. Did you? Yeah, they were good. Yeah, they were good. I don't Scott, know what... she did a good job. Yeah, they were good. I like Ke- uh, Kennedy brought some uh, some other items, and, and yeah, man, we just good. we just dug right in and had a good time. So we had we had the boys and uh, their significance. Yeah, that's and, good. Um, yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, we had a good time. Well. Um, before we get started in here, we might as well dive in and uh, let's have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, I'm so grateful for for your love, for your grace and your mercy. Thank you for loving us and allowing us um, such great insight as you allow the wisdom from from your uh, from your mind, from your uh, being to, to press into us as we press into others. And I just am so grateful for that. I, I praise your name and lift you up for you are so worthy. And I pray that this podcast will glorify you and things that we say and things that we remember about Sunday and look forward to on, the su- on this coming Sunday. So we just glorify you, Lord, and we lift you up now and we just pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, Pastor, why don't you dive right into there about Bishop Lewis's uh, message? Well, he was in Luke 13, uh, 10 through 13. It was about the lady that that was bent over, and he brought out some interesting thoughts about that, about Jesus can straighten it out. But this woman had had an evil spirit, actually, that had her bent over for 18 years and was controlling her life. Mm Mm-hmm. Man, 18 years, it goes by, 18 years has went by fast for me, but you think about having an infirmity like that. Yeah. Um, and we think about a lot of people are bent over by different habits and different things in their life. Uh, I think probably COVID probably bent some pe- people over to try to get rid of it. Uh, but one of the, some of the points that he made was that, you know, he said, let us minister to each other and those bent over as we live this life, as we look around us and see people that are struggling, we need to speak into their life. 
he said Christ saw and sensed that there was a need that needs ministered to and I think uh, as we live this life in the power of the Holy Spirit uh, uh, the Holy he will guide us to those people that we can uh, we can can help them and minister to them actually mm-hmm. um, he said when uh, when the Holy Spirit calls we must go sometimes the Holy Spirit tells us to go uh, to like I said certain people and uh, we have to be obedient uh, to do that and if we are God will produce a miracle one way or the other um, the Lord touches and straightens things out in our lives uh, Jesus saw that lady and ministered to her and I wonder you know he said we have to move in obedience as God leads us but I wonder how many times we get so caught up in our lives that we don't see that in other people. We don't want to fool with it. Isn't I wonder if sometimes, as he was talking about this and how we can get hang-ups on things like, uh, and during during the first message, he really spoke on the fact of traditions. Right? We can get. Yeah. We can. Yeah, that was good. I didn't write that down, but you're right. He when did. when we're talking, of maybe trying to speak into other lives. And seeing their infirmities, we forget about what's happening with ourself. Yeah. And it's almost like the splinter, the plank, or whatever in yeah, our own eyes. Eye. Well, sometimes we allow some of the things that have been uh, keeping us oppressed to move forward in life, maybe within the church and in the workings. And we press that on to other people. And sometimes we see, well, you're kind of bent. You've been out of shape, mm-hmm. right? About this kind of thing, yeah. and we don't even think about how we're been out of shape right. about the way that we're like. Well, what did he say? You know, a uh, way that is like the, we call them sacred cows. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes they're visible things. Sometimes they're things in our mind that we just. That's my seat. Or a what are you doing in my chair? <laughs> routine that we follow every night. Mm, great point. So yeah. it's easy to get in there. It's into that position getting a rut and whatever but yeah he moving on you know uh, fresh keeping things fresh and alive it's hard to do it's hard to stay creative yeah and and for the whole reason of why we're doing this in the first place that the gospel of jesus christ is being able to be pressed in to others lives Mm -hmm. so as we're doing that and and looking to work on our own lives and to allow certain areas to be straightened out and allowing Jesus to do that great thing, we're able to see beyond some of the selfish things, maybe some of the selfish needs that we've gotten accustomed to saying, well, I need my needs met. Right. I need, you know, hey, you're, uh, you know, and, and then looking to others and being able to sure. be used as Jesus uh, help straighten us out, I guess. Um, yeah, it was it was a good message. And if if you do want to see that, it's on Facebook. We did have a little bit of a trial uh, trouble on uh, Sunday with our online uh, live, but we did get it back on there yeah. uh, Monday, and so it's back on there. And if you'd like to see that message, if you didn't get a chance to see it in its entirety, you're sure welcome. And um, available at Crossroads Community Church, mm-hmm. Sullivan, Indiana, Facebook page. Yep. Yeah. So, Pastor, you've got uh, anything else you want to share, share no, that, about that? No, that was, you know, when Jesus can straighten it out, whatever's bent in our lives, that's the point. And he can help others do that as well. Yeah. So, We've got a message coming up uh, this coming Sunday that you're preparing. 
Well, uh, you know, last week I was in the first part of first half of chapter seven. We're going into the last half, and he continues. Solomon continues that theme on wisdom. Uh, it's easy for us to forget that God holds the whole world in His hands, and we fail to live in the light of His sovereignty. We take on a human viewpoint that uh, severely limits, if not ignores, God's active involvement in our lives. Isaiah uh, recounts a time when the nation of Israel did exactly this. They the Hebrew people had come to the conclusion that God had forgotten and forsaken them. Mm. I wonder if, if sometimes it's it's our fault uh, that we we think that about God that that He's forsaken us. And he's right there, but we're the ones that turns and walks away. So in response to Israel's alienation and despair, the Lord said, in verses fifteen and sixteen is Isaiah forty nine. Can a woman forget her nursing child, and have no compassion on the son of her womb? Even these may forget, but I will not forget you. Behold, I have inscribed you on the palms of my hands. Mm. Isn't that an awesome thing? He's God's got your name inscribed on the palm of his hand, so he looks down, he sees it constantly. That's an amazing thought to me. It's, it's awesome. We've come to the point in Solomon's journal where he once again acknowledges that God has everything under control. He he kind of reiterates that. I think he's he's saying it for himself, actually. So in the first part of 7, he gives a number of insightful proverbs, is what we looked at. In the remainder of chapter 7, we see Solomon's viewpoint come even more clearly into focus when he shows us how to put wisdom uh, in, into our everyday lives at its work. I'm not going to read that passage, but I will Sunday. Uh, he talks about uh, the analysis of wisdom. If we were to peruse the pages of Scripture, we would find that wisdom is the God-given ability to see life with rare objectivity and to handle life with rare stability. Mm-hmm. We're objective about life and we're stable. There's not, we don't go off the rails, so to speak, right. because we understand that, that God is in control. Uh, here's the outworking of wisdom. First, he, he probe, Solomon probes and he, he exposes every other area of, of our lives where wisdom can perform its perfecting work if we cooperate by listening and doing it. The first one is, is the balance wisdom gives. Solomon said in verse 15, I have seen everything during my lifetime of futility. There is a righteous man who perishes in his righteousness, and there is a wicked man who prolongs his life in his wickedness. And man, how, long, how often have we seen that, that the righteous suffer, and those that live apart from God, seems like they prosper. Yeah. We, we can't figure that out. Well, as we all know, payday's coming. We all stand before it in judgment, and that they won't perhaps get their judgment on this side of the river, but they they will, and we think things are out of balance. I, I think a lot of folks, uh, and the Scripture doesn't push this, but I think a lot of people believe that once we come to Christ, that he'll build this protective bubble and shield us from all the calamities and whatever in life, but it don't work that way. Mm-hmm. He goes through it with us. Yeah. He don't. He don't do that. So the balance wisdom gives. It helps us understand life is. It helps us understand that God is in control. It helps us understand that everything works out for the good of those that love Christ, whether we can grasp it or not. But once you know that, um, things are a little easier to swallow. Secondly, it's the strength produces. The strength wisdom produces. 
continuing on in Ecclesiastes 7, we discover three areas of life that divine wisdom give us ability to handle. One, the first area is strength to handle the painful tensions. There is not a righteous man on earth who continually does good and who never sins. Perfectionists have a hard time dealing with reality, but the fact is this is a tension we must live with. None of us have a have life wired. We all stumble and fall from time to time. So wisdom gives us the strength to go through that. Secondly, strength is to avoid the pitfalls of gullibility. Uh, to this wise counsel Solomon adds in verse 21, do not take seriously all words which are spoken. Man, how much how much do we hear in the day that we can't take to heart? Yeah, that's it's right. It's the old cliche, let it go in one ear and out the other. Because if you take it to heart... Yeah. Uh, no, it'll be it'll be such a toxic destroyer, right? Yeah, I mean, it really will. And that, that third area of strength is strength to resist criticism. Man, oh man, I'm I, none of us like it. Uh, constructive criticism is good for us. It still stings. Mm. Now, destructive criticism, the whole other world, that crushes you. It, and he said in 21 and 22, do not take seriously all words which are spoken, lest you hear your servant cursing you. For you also have realized that you likewise have many times cursed others. <laughs> so don't listen to bad press. And then that next area is, uh, is the, the insight wisdom offers. Three insights wisdom offers. One, we cannot understand ourselves, nor can we make ourselves wise. Only God can do that. Second insight, intimate relationships are compelling but often unsatisfying. Only God can really satisfy us in our lives. That's it. We try to, we want other people to, and they might do it temporarily, but they can't do it constantly. Inside three, our basic right. problems are not outside of us, but within us. Wisdom provides us with the ability to see that God made men upright, but they have sought out many devices. We have looked other places. Most of the time you look in the mirror and there's your problem right there. So then then I, it, it kind of in, in closing, uh, wisdom, three questions of application. First Corinthians one thirty says, God has united you with Christ Jesus for our benefit. God has made him to be wisdom itself. Christ made us right with God. He made us pure and holy, and he freed us from sin. So we end with three questions, and the first question is this. Regarding balance, is wisdom guarding me from extremes? Is, are you living life, and are, are, or are you an extreme person, and you react in a lot of different ways? And I've got some ways that we, extreme people react. The second question is, regarding strength, is wisdom keeping me stable? Mm -hmm. Is the wisdom of God keeping me on an even keel in life? Or do I have real emotional highs and real emotional lows? Um, Stable people, instead of reacting, they respond. They can control their emotions. And we know whether we can do that or not. Third question, regarding insight, is wisdom clearing my mind to see reality? If you do not live in reality... You live life in an illusion. Mm-hmm. That's right. We have to live in God's reality or our own. Here's, here's some truths about living in an illusion. You see the present through your past. We can't live because of our past. Right. You believe you can control things that are uncontrollable. You only see the bad in yourself and others, and that list goes on. How do you live in reality? Living in reality is a lifelong process that starts with truth, the truth about yourself. Shakespeare says it best with his famous quote, to thine own self, own self be true. So that's kind of, you know, 
are you living wise in your life and that and and we we all have to answer that question and be honest you know that's why I always at the end of a message I always talk about that just you know listening to the Holy Spirit and being honest because that's where he works in people's hearts a lot of times we don't want to listen or we want to slough that off and and get out of there yeah for sure lunch but he he works you know he's working you sense that yeah. You sense it in there. Yeah. If there's one time in the in the whole week where God has our attention, I do believe it's at the end of a message, regardless of who's speaking it. Because God's words went out, and it's like Isaiah 12 says, it'll never come back void. It goes. Right. Now, sometimes it goes in one ear and out the other. Sometimes it goes in the ears and sticks in the heart. And then you ponder what you're going to do with that, and mm-hmm. then you have a choice whether you're going to ignore it or not. And then, you know, kind of that third, uh, the word goes in, and it finds fertile soil, and it, yeah. the seed is planted, and it grows. And yeah. Just like the parable of the seeds. Right. Yeah, it's a great parable that Jesus said. But but that's that's how you live wise. You eat, mm-hmm. We live wise in Christ, and it gives us great benefit in our lives. So. You know, I was uh, doing a devotion by Oswald Chambers uh, the other day, and I, at the back side of it, I, I'm all you're able to scroll to the uh, left and and gain a little bit more information or wisdom from him. And here's here's a quote from one of his uh, papers. It says, "The fiery furnaces are there by God's direct permission." It is misleading to imagine that we are developed in spite of our circumstances. We are developed because of them. It is mastery in the circumstances that is needed, not mastery over them. Yeah. Yeah, How important for us to remember that. Absolutely. That as we are in the midst of our circumstance, it is the mastery within the circumstance that is needed and not the mastery over them. Oh. Yeah, that's good. That's yeah, he's, good. he's because in that circumstance, God's be trying to teach you something. That's exactly it. You can't just discount it. That's right. I mean, a lot of times we are trying and we wrestle with the circumstance to try to master that circumstance. But what's happening is that there's a mastery of us that God is wanting yeah. to do. Yeah, that's and so good. you know, I think the word that as we talk about that and the and the wisdom that we that we ask for and and glean from God is the understanding that, wow, Father, may you continue to help me be malleable, moldable, yeah. uh, used and and reworked through yeah. all circumstances, good yeah. and bad. Yeah, 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 Pastor, true. it's good stuff. I appreciate you staying obedient to the word and and to the call to continue to bring us forth in ecclesiastes and and uh it's a good it's good stuff anything else about that that you want to share no not right off the top of my head i guess all right well if you'd have a word of prayer with us it'd be great as we wrap this up father we love you and uh, lord we know we need your wisdom but it's up to us whether we grasp it or not and ask for it seek it and apply it in our lives we all need great wisdom, Lord, in this world in which we live. There's always stuff going around us. and Lord, help us to be aware of those around us that are bent. Mm-hmm. It's like the lady that was bent for 18 years. We probably got family members that's bent, that needs your freeing touch in their lives, and we can't make them, but we can sure tell them and show them, Lord, what you have to offer. So mm-hmm. help us to be obedient that way. 
And we pray for um, our service coming up Sunday, Lord. And uh, we just pray, God, that you just inspire people to come and be a part of the family. We love you, God, and give you praise and glory. We ask it in your name. Amen. Amen. Well, folks, thanks so much again for joining us here today on the podcast. And may your uh, rest of your week be one that is blessed by uh, you blessing God. I think that's a great way to do it. And uh, it's the best way to do it, I should say. And, you know, I want to just mention this. As as I've been studying, I've actually been reading... um, Dietrich Bonhoeffer's uh, book, Life and Community, um, Life Together, and um, talks about their different steps, different disciplines, different things that a Christian life should look like. One of the things that he is, I'm noticing in the chapter that I'm in is he's talking about starting off your day like the Scripture says. Go out and and read the Psalms, and yeah. go out and and be alone and and pray, and and purpose yourself in those prayers. Uh-huh. You know, Jesus, he yeah. even pertained uh, if he he directed our thoughts or our thinking that way towards what Jesus would yeah. do. He'd go out early in the morning, and he'd be alone with the Father, and he would separate himself so he could do it early in the morning. You know, he said, Dietrich says, it's important to do it in the morning. Because what you're doing is you're setting the stage for your day. Yeah, yeah, that's true. He said anxiety and worry and the different anxious thoughts that you might have, they're trumped by the fact that you've already placed them in the Lord's hand. And yeah. you're saying, Lord, I give you praise today. I know that you're leading into my day. So I just kind of wanted to share that with you as we lead out that's of good. this podcast today, knowing that each one of us has a new morning yeah. coming up, and that's yeah. tomorrow. And uh, we have a, a decision to make and how we start it. So God bless you. Thanks for joining us here today. And thank you, Pastor, for joining me. That's all right, Steve. All right. All right. Until the next time, we'll say goodbye. Bye-bye.